Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and fun in 30 minutes or less. Show notes can be found at windswepknits.com. You can find me on Instagram and Ravelry as windswepmoni, and on Facebook and Twitter as windswepknits. This is episode 113, recorded on March 16th, 2023. We are marching on. Welcome back. So uh, this is funny. I just had a statistic pop up in my... um, catching software telling me that two days ago was my sixth pot anniversary. So the show originally started March 14th, 2017, and wow, I can't believe it's been six years. I started the show six years ago because I found myself using yarns and knitting patterns, back then it was just knitting, that none of the quote-unquote cool kids were talking about, and I wanted to bring attention to the yarn brands and dyers and indie designers that I use that I got a lot of joy from, but that maybe aren't as well known. And these folks are amazingly talented, and I think they deserve to have their work seen by a lot more people. And so that's where the premise of the show started from. And here we are, six years later. So on with the show. Works in progress. We have several works in progress over the past couple weeks. I am continuing on the Songe d'été, the Summer Dreams top designed by Dream and Chocolate Designs. This is knit using Linea Pura, Pura Unico yarn by Lana Grossa. This is discontinued. It is a hand-dyed linen bamboo blend that I bought at Webb's in their Grandpa's Garage sale several years ago. Um, so last I talked to you folks, I had frogged the whole thing when I was down in Florida and then just restarted the back. So now I have finished the back and I have started the fronts. So the fronts um, are knit in two pieces and then joined and kind of crisscrossed over the bust. So I'm working on the, the, the very end of the left side and about to start the right side. And I'm looking forward to getting this back to where I was before I had to frog the whole thing. Davit is the next pattern I have been working on. This is designed for Barocco by Amy Palmer, and I'm knitting it using a silk noir by Great Adirondack Yarn Co., which I bought at Rhinebeck last year. I have got a good seven inches left to go, I believe, before I finish. And while that sounds small, it's actually not, because this is knit in a weird way. It's actually kind of knit... If you've ever seen like a garden spade, like that wide pointed shovel that you use to, to dig... Um, it's kind of shaped like that. So you knit the two straps from the sh- top of the shoulders down, join them together, and then you start doing on every right side row a whole bunch of increases. And that makes it spread out like almost like wings off to the side to kind of get that shape. And then you add short rows at the end to give it kind of the pointed shape like a like a shovel. And I know that doesn't sound particularly attractive, but I'm just trying to give you an idea of how this looks. It's like a very wide, shallow shovel shape. And then the wings end at like little tips, and then you you cross those in back. So the right wing tip then connects to the back left shoulder, and the left wing tip then connects back to the right shoulder. And so you've got a crisscross in the back and a well and a full front. And it's um it's a lovely pattern, and I can't wait to wear it this summer. So I've got seven inches left to go, but there are every other row, there's a whole bunch of increases. So it's it's slow going, but it's very enjoyable to go. It's just enough interest every time to really keep you interested and it's very potato chippy even though the rows are really really long you know add just one more that kind of thing it's a fun top next up is a crochet top the summer happiness top designed by concept creative i'm doing this in sheepja's whirl in the color sherbet rainbow which is a pastel rainbow from pink to blue 
This was my Christmas Day cast on and it's knit in a cotton acrylic blend. It's one of those yarns where it's four individual strands and then they, it changes one strand at a time. I'm making slow progress on this, more of that in uh, Knitting Fail. Uh, I'm very, very close now to where the pink color fades into the yellow. So it starts as a dark pink, then a light pink, and then into yellow. So I'm getting close to the third color, which is very exciting. The Find Your Fade shawl is next up. That is designed by Andrea Maori. You've probably all heard of this one. This is one of the you know, probably best known shawls knit in the past five years or so. I am knitting it up in Midori Bamboo from the Fiber Lady down in Texas in a discontinued colorway that is um, sort of magenta th through to dark, dark, dark purple. Not quite black, but getting awfully close to it. Plus a cotton bamboo sport weight blend from the Great Adirondack Yarn Company that I bought this year at Rhinebeck also. I'm fading it on my own schedule, not on the one written in the pattern. So I worked through till I was nearly done with the Fiber Lady pink and purple. And then I'm transition I transitioned that through to the Great Androtic Yarn Co., which is sort of a crazy rainbow of colors. It's that's it's kind of got the same magenta and the same purple, but it's also got black, blue, green, and a little bit of yellow. And the yellow kind of fades to orange where it bumps into the, the pink color. So it, it's it's a similar but a little bit different. And it they actually the yarns look really lovely together. I'm very happy with how it's coming out so far. I have two skeins of this for the body, and then at the end you sort of, you end up knitting it like a triangular shape, and at the end you sort of fill in the end of the triangle, and I'm going to, at the end there, fade into some homespun, handspun cotton that I spun up many, many years ago that is sort of the same blue and pink colorways that I have left over from another project, so that should fill in nicely. Knitting fail. So this is really a crochet fail, and this honestly was just a massive series of brain farts over about a week. Uh, my brain was just a sieve, probably because I wasn't sleeping very well that week. I, I took, you know, like 10 days, I just got a, like a bout of insomnia, and then we ended up staying out late doing a bunch of stuff with the family. And between it all, my brain just kept screwing up this summer happiness top pattern. And it's me, it's not the pattern. The pattern is very easy to follow. It's both written and charted. It's super simple. Um... But my brain just could not do it. I redid the same four rows at least three times each because I kept making stupid mistakes. And the mistakes were big enough that I, the next row I couldn't fudge it. So you're doing like clusters of stitches and crochet. And if you miss one of the clusters, then you don't have enough spaces in the next round to fit the next clusters in. There's no room to stuff them in to fudge the mistakes. So you have to rip back. Oh, So I am... It, it, it's the, the part that's really annoying me that I was just screwing it up is that it's not difficult. It's a, you repeat the same few rows a couple different times. I'm in the second time through. So I've done this all before. It's fairly easy. I can see what's going on. I can see what it's supposed to look like. And it's honestly pretty easy to memorize each row with this part because you're doing it in, in like clusters of maybe, you know, 10 to 20 stitches and you just memorize those 10 to 20 stitches and you do that. And then the next group, you do the same repeat and it's very easy to follow and very easy to me memorize and I still kept screwing it up <laughs> kicking myself and I would get to the next row and be like three quarters of the way across and realize I screwed up at the beginning of the previous row like oh come on not again but I am getting better sleep now uh so I, I put this down for the past four or five days but I, I think I might pull it out again this weekend now that my brain is a little bit less tired and see if I can handle some of it and not screw it up this time. 
spinning. So I have done a little bit of spinning in the past two weeks, but not a lot. I'm making more progress on my current spin, which is some beautiful green, lightly speckled cotton from Buchanan Fiber. Unfortunately, Buchanan Fiber closed a year or two ago, which is sad because I love their cotton slivers, but I do have a bunch of their fiber still. And I am spinning up the green. I am filling the second bobbin, or I've started, I should say, the second bobbin using my uh, electric eel wheel Nano 2, which spins cotton just beautifully. And I, my plan is to then ply them when my knees feel a little bit better on my Lendrum, but do the actual spinning spinning on the um, the Nano 2, which is, a, I love that wheel. It's wonderful. I'm really enjoying it. I'm so glad. If you're, if you're on the fence about getting a Nano 2 um, or an EL6, or EW6, um, I don't have a 6, but I'm saving up for it. But I have, I know backing up a little bit. I know that the Nano 1 was a little bit underpowered and some people were very disappointed in how it, it wasn't a very powerful wheel and the motors would die out after a while, but I'm finding that the 2 is great. And um, if you have a 1, you can actually buy an upgrade kit to the 2 and upgrade the motor to the stronger motor. Uh, I have not had any problems at spinning cotton absolutely beautifully. And I, I'm, I'm really thrilled with how the Nano 2 is working out on the run. So I started doing something really fun back in, oh goodness, I think January it was? Yeah, back in January, I signed up for an adult ballet class. And it is a couple towns over because it's, you know, hard to find adult classes around here. We Basically, the only place you can normally find a dance class for grown-ups is in the city. But this one's actually out here in the suburbs. And I am having so much fun. It started as a four-week trial to see if there was any interest in the community, and now it's going to keep running. And I love it, and I am having a blast. And we've got students from their 30s all the way up to Joanne, who is 84. You'd never know it. She, it's, you know, if I'm moving that well at 84, I will be thrilled, absolutely thrilled. And it's so much fun. It's a zero-pressure class. There's no recital. There's no nothing. It's just a bunch of grown-ups who did dance as a kid and who want to have fun and find joy in movement and joy in just, you know, moving to the music. And it's wonderful. And if you were a dancer as a kid, I totally, totally recommend seeing if you can find it. I actually found this class by looking in a Facebook group for dance teachers. That's how I found, I found this one. They were posting. People post about new classes they're offering to help each other. It was a kind of supportive group. And I was like stalking that class just to see what was going on near me. And I found this class there. So if you're looking for it, look in some more unusual ways. You might not find it where you think you're going to see it advertised. Out and about. So some upcoming fiber events, both virtually and around New England. Connecticut Sheep and Wool is coming up April 29th. New Hampshire Sheep and Wool is May 13th and 14th. Massachusetts Sheep and Woolcraft Fair is May 27th through 28th, Memorial Day weekend. Virtually, we've got Stitches at Home coming up April 1st and 2nd. And then the main fiber frolic is June 3rd and 4th. And one last plug for the Knit for Food Knitathon that is coming up in a little over a week and a half. So my next recording will be after it happens. If you have $5 to donate, please consider donating. The link is in the show notes. Uh, we are raising money for Meals on Wheels, No Kid Hungry, World Central Kitchen, and Feeding America. Every single dollar donated will be divided equally between the four. All administrative costs and all volunteer efforts are being provided by volunteers. It's, so there are literally no overhead costs to this at all. Every penny raised will be donated. 
And if, and it doesn't take a lot. Literally, $5 can go a long way, way more than you or I could do with, with our $5. I know it's it's tough times for everybody right now, with the economy being what it, what it is. But that means there's a lot more folks out there who are hungry, who desperately need our help. So... Actually, I should probably back up. If you haven't heard for the Knit for Food Knitathon, this is its third year running. Each of the past two years, we have raised over $250,000 for these four organizations. It was started by Laura Nelkin, who decided to get a bunch of folks together to see if maybe we could raise like $10,000, you know, in the middle of the pandemic to just, you know, fight hunger, you know, when things were really, really looking dark, basically. And uh, we raised over $250,000, and there were hundreds of us, and it was wonderful. So this is my third year participating. I am thrilled to be back, and I apologize. That's my cat who just decided to join. Hi, Dubs. Dubs isn't feeling great. She's got some kidney issues, so uh, we're just going to let her be here. Hi. Yes, good girl. But anyway, so Knit for Food Knitathon coming up in, let's see, 13 days. I believe it's it's um, yeah, March 26th, and we are going to knit, crochet, or craft for 12 hours instead of doing a 5K or a marathon and you know using our legs to raise money for charity. We are going to be using our hands, wrists, and fingers, and we are going to be crafting for 12 hours for charity. So if you have a few dollars, please visit the link, and we will be eternally grateful. And I've got sunshine. So I mentioned I have been back to doing an adult ballet class and I've been having fun. And I did the first four weeks in socks just to make sure I liked it and to see if it was going to continue before I spent any money. But now that the class is definitely going to continue, I was very excited. I got to go buy ballet slippers for the first time in, oh God, at least 20 years, probably. It was so excited. And so I did a little Googling around and I realized the store that I used to buy my dance shoes at as a kid back in the 90s is still open. I was so excited to see that. So I went down there and I bought my belly slippers and I loved it and they are still wonderful. Um, it's their second owner. The original owners, I think, sold the business to um, one of her employees and they are lovely and so helpful. And there's there's just, you know, a real benefit of going to a dance shop to get your shoes fitted for you than, you know, buying them online. So I got to say a big shout out to the dancer's drawer in Attleboro, Massachusetts, and so thrilled to find them open. And I had a lot of fun going in there and it's like, wow, this brings back a lot of happy memories. So I hope you are all doing well. I will see you all. I'm planning to record at the end of the month, March 30th, 31st, give or take. And keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.